Hi, Emily. Oh, wait, it's just me. I'm popping in real quick because on my way home from recording this episode with Emily in September, I was listening to NPR and I heard that one of the women that we'll be talking about today on this episode, Rita Gardner, passed away on September 25th. May she rest in peace. She was a very, very talented lady that you'll hear all about later in this episode. That's all for now. Enjoy Wines and Dolls. Hello. Hey, there I am. <laughs> I am really goddamn loud. Yeah, you know, I don't know why, because I'm uh, not loud. But I don't know. I'm realizing when I'm editing, I end up having to make us louder anyways. Yeah, well, that's fine. So I think we just have to be loud. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm, I'm always pretty loud. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double on time drop. Hi, Emily. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome back, all of our Wines and Dolls peoples out there. For Spoopy Ween. Spoopy Ween. Welcome to actually it's like the the three the next three months is all Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So you get like all the holiday episodes. The next three oh the, yeah, the next three months in, are holidays. Okay. Yeah, the holiday the holiday it's the the holisodes. And that's that's what I'm gonna call it. But none of the themes are holidays. <laughs> but none of the themes are holidays. Not that I know. We haven't really chosen our, our November or December. Oh, I already themes. decided on our December. I just haven't told you yet. Ooh. It's what I pitched for this month. I don't remember what that was, but we'll talk yeah, we'll about talk it later. About it later. <laughs> it's the one you pitched for this month, month, month. after we'd already, already decided yeah. what this month was and you I just forgot. forgot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome back to Wines and Dolls. If you're just now jumping in, we are um, two actresses in Houston who whine about... And talk about musicals. Yes, by wine. I mean, we drink a talk lot. About, talk about musicals. And then well, we, we talk about musicals. caffeine today. Yeah, today, well, for this episode at least, maybe later we'll, we're doing batch recordings today. So. Batch recordings. I know, we're in the we're in the midst of September. Yeah, we're actually <laughs> recording in September. So, okay, that's going to be some of my, my wines today. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What you drinking? I'm drinking a Grande Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew from Starbucks. Lovely. We're not, we're not sponsored. It's so good. My friend at work, Jessica, told me all about the pumpkin cream cold brew when I first started last year, and I was like, I don't like pumpkin, I don't like pumpkin anything. And she made me try it, and I was like, Oh, I like it. It's really good. I like good. pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I like it now. I'm I, that I, bitch. You're like you turned into Uggs and shorts. And <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I live my best life when it's kind of cool outside and I can wear boots and like all of the layers. I'm okay. And leggings. And put my hair in a messy bun up yep. top. Yep. Hey, Emily. Hey, Charles. What are you drinking? My half full pumpkin spice latte. Oh, we're going to bitch about that. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's in the long run. It's not that, it's not that big a deal, but it's just, why is the grande half full? I hate that. And I was like, because right. at least it's half full and not half empty. Oh, because we're positive. <laughs> Keep it positive. That's not what we're covering today, though. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you whining about? Ooh, I'm going to give you a positive whine because we're keeping it positive. Focus on the negative. But it could be considered a negative, um, which I also love that song. <laughs> um, okay, so I was... I didn't know what I was going to whine about today. There's a lot to whine about, but I, I was like, yeah, I got to pin it down. And so I was on my way here with our coffees, and I was listening to NPR News Quiz. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, I know. I'm a nerd. But it's – have you ever listened to the show? 
No. Oh my God, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> Paula Poundstone and like a bunch of comedians get on this show and it's it's a news quiz and I've actually based some stuff when I used to work with a, a uh, another theater company when we would do like, like sideshows and skits in between the actual um, performances. I would do stuff like they do on this. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Anyway, so it's a quiz. They give you two wrong answers and one correct answer and you have to figure it out. So anyway, one of the questions was, why did the uh, Les Mis, 1985 original Les Mis run cut 15 minutes out of its show? And they gave like other so things. Was sem- Cause no, <laughs> no, because originally, and here was the, the correct answer. They cut it out so that they didn't have to pay overtime to their crew because originally the show was like three hours and something long and they, at three hours, you have to pay your crew overtime. So they were able to cut it down. I think it was like three fifteen. They were able to cut it down enough so that it was two hours and 58 minutes and they didn't have to pay their crew overtime. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's. Brilliant, but also her, wow. Can you imagine sitting through lame is though for an extra fifteen minutes? Ugh, no, like, I have. I've Eponine's never sat dead. I've never sat through lame is. Yeah, no. Like everyone's already dead, and then they come back out, and you're like, no, you died. You died. Leave. Wait, go away. Oh, <laughs> I'm actually. Um, I know this episode's going to come out way later, but I'm singing a song from lame is on at the Broadway Bad on Monday tomorrow. No, I'm singing Fon- um, Fontaine's uh, dream, I, dreamed I Dreamed a Dream. dream. <laughs> I'm Susan freedom. Boyle's, you mean? <laughs> the Susan Boyle, yeah, originated by Susan Boyle. No, I, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's banned at the Broadway, but no one's told me no, so I'm going to continue on this path of singing it. Because I'm like, I know that song, and I was asked to do this show last minute. That'll be fine. Oh, yay. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you whining about? I'm imagining you're like Ral with, but the tigers come at night. <laughs> tigers. Hey, I'm tired as fuck. I can I can hit those notes. Yeah. <gasps> that was like my my perfect song in high school because I was a soprano, but I had that super f- stupid four octave range. Uh-huh. So I'm like, let me just show you everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what am I whining about? I'm um, whining about my half full BSL. <laughs> It was really good, is like a still, downer. Is it still yummy? And it's yeah, it's just the concentrated sugar at the bottom. Ew. Um, yeah, I order so I order a my pumpkin spice latte is half sweet, so I can do extra whip. It all cancels out. But when I got it, it was straight up just like half full, and I'm like, and no whipped cream, and no whipped cream, and I'm like, come on! I swear to God, I put in extra whip no, on the I know. order. And I said when I sent Chelsea my my order, I go, how much do you love me? And it says, if you love me a lot, you'll get me a PSL. If you love me a little, That's you'll pumpkin get pumpkin spice latte yes. for all of you non like, no, non basics basics. Because yeah. um, it's a ten dollar drink, it's so expensive. And yeah, I was like, if you love stupid. me a little, just get me a dark roast with a with a one pump of pumpkin. And so she loved me a lot, but Starbucks loved us a little. So never again will I order a PSL. Lies. That's a lie. You're going to no, order really. one like tomorrow morning. I haven't ordered. I've only ordered one this season. This wow. is my second one because it's been too expensive. So I just get the, it's taste, it honestly it tastes stupid. the same. It's stupid expensive. Just putting one pump of pumpkin sauce and like a normal coffee, it tastes like the pumpkin spice latte. Huh. Yeah. 
I bet you James could probably make a simple syrup for you so you can just make your own at home. Yeah, that'd be great, actually, if he wants to do that. I can actually give you a can of pumpkin. I'm I'm not sure he's ever actually made it, so I'm interested to see. I'll ask when I get home. I'm like, I probably have all the ingredients, so if he knows how, I can just give you the ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are we celebrating this month? Oh, my God. I'm getting married. Yes, she is. I'm getting married this month. You're getting married. So we're gonna oh. we're gonna celebrate with musicals with marriage in them. It's wedding musicals. Wedding musicals. That I don't, doesn't include Mamma Mia. I don't remember Christy. I was like, Christy, can you come up with a name for it? And she's like, Yeah, sure. And she threw around some ideas. I think. Oh, so this is like because we're still in September. We're still in September. Yeah, Christy's There's still decisions stuff. to be made. But Christy, <laughs> Christy was like, after she heard our our choices, she's like, Wait, y'all aren't doing Mamma Mia. I'm like, We already did Mamma Mia. And she's like. But seven brides for seven brothers, you're not covering. I'm yeah, like, whoops. oh, I fucking missed out on that. I whoops. love seven brides. You no, know we'll do like a like a creepy, creepy weddings month creepy in the future, weddings. maybe. Ooh. Like, I forget what I told her. Weird that. family musicals. Weird family musicals. <laughs> I love that. Love that. I'm like now. I'm thinking through weird family musicals. I mean, Adam's family, but we've already done we already it. Did that. Well, that's like that's that's <laughs> too mainstream. Like. Where what are the musicals that have just like weird family dynamics? Like Wanda, like the Maximoffs in Marvel, they have a weird family dynamic. Um, I don't. There's a lot of like touching among the siblings. Oh, and like anyway, weird. we'll, we'll figure. Happy it out wedding! There. Happy happy <laughs> wedding to us! Yeah, we're recording. All of our October and September so that we have time to actually edit in October while I'm getting ready for all of the craziness that is the wedding. <laughs> at the Ren Fair, so you can come. It'll be fun. Can I tell people that? I mean, I you you're welcome to come by if you know the wedding date. Um, and the Ren Fair, <laughs> and the Ren, the Texas Renaissance, and Festival. the time. But you please don't Fair. don't be creepy stalkers. I know you love Emily and I, but don't be creepy stalkers. We will have an opportunity to meet Olive. Yeah, Olive's the ring bear. She's the real. In fact, she's the ring. Oh, she's a honey bear. So she's a ring bear. bear. She's the ring unicorn. She's the ring unicorn. Oh, she's so good. She'll be cute. Hey, Chelsea. What? What are we? What are we covering today? The wedding singer. The. The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer. Oh my gosh, are we covering musicals about weddings? We and we're sure covering are. The Wedding Singer? Yeah, we are. All right, tell me about it, Stud. Um, <laughs> tell me about it, Stud. That's like my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love The Wedding Singer. So when Emily was like, what if we did like wedding musicals for, you know, you getting married this month? I'm like... I want to do the wedding singer. And I've never came back like two weeks later and said, "Why don't we do this? What are we doing in October?" What are we doing in October? I'm like, we already decided on weddings, but cool, we can change it. I guess that's no, fine. No, I was like, no, 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 no. Um, no, so we're doing wedding wedding musicals, which we've already covered, Mamma Mia, and we didn't think about Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, and then Whoops. we haven't done. Okay, here's another one, but it doesn't have anything to do with weddings. There's just one really bop of a song, but My Fair Lady. Oh, yeah. Has I'm getting married in the morning. That's one of my favorites. That's only one bop of a song. One bop of a song. Oh, that that, we can include that in our creepy musicals. Yeah. Because that's like really misogynistic. It's a very misogynistic (laughs) show. Well, how they updated it at Tuts this past year, I heard, was really cool, but some people had some issues with it. Anyway, Ah. um, the ending, at least, how she hands him the slippers. Get your own damn slippers. Anyway. 
We're covering The Wedding Singer today. I've never actually seen The Wedding Singer on stage outside of a maybe illegal video that I found. So I am basically (laughs) a maybe illegal video that I found. So I'm going off of the musical based around what I found from the synopsis online and watching... um, most of the show, but what I found when I was watching the show is I'm like, there's a couple of changes here, but it's essentially the movie. And I love the movie. So let's bring you into the world of The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer is a musical with music by Matthew Schuyler, lyrics by Chad Beguian. Wow. Okay. How do you wait, <clears throat> say that again? Chad Beguian. How do you really pronounce it? I really that? don't know. Beguelin? Beguelin. It's B-E-G-U-E-L-I-N. We need to start actually looking up how to pronounce people's names, uh, you know, maybe. We'll figure it we'll out. figure it's it out fine. later. Beguin. That's I my I was favorite. like, at least give me a good, <laughs> oh, shit. A good cut. And book by Beguin and Tim Herlihy. So literally everyone in this in, who had a hand in this show <laughs> was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Changing our names to something difficult. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's probably like, watch it be like Smith. It's like, oh, it's pronounced Smith. We're t- I'm going to change my name because I know this bitch on a podcast will not be able to, pr- to uh, pronounce it. Okay, it's based on the 1998 film. I can't believe 1998? Damn. I was. Were you born yet? Five. Yes. Now you were a baby. It's fine. I'm not. Uh, I, I remember the millennium. You do? Coming in. And it's, it's based on the movie of the same name called The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, mm. who I love. Okay, so what, what were you Drew saying? Drew Barrymore, I just... I think she, people make she fun she of like, her a lot now. Well, it's because she over talks. Like, she uses her mouth so much when she is oh talking. Oh, my God. You guys, I just and love it really <laughs> makes it so weird. Sorry, know, I'm, doing, I'm doing my Drew so Barrymore it impression. Made, <laughs> it made more sense when she was younger. Ah. It, I like, it was, it was endearing. It was cute and endearing. Now it's just like, uh, I'm like, is there, is it, was she taught to over enunciate by using her mouth? You know, she was a child star. Yeah. And you know what? That's, that's the main theme of this musical is child stars making a comeback. Ah. I will say. Um, but like she, she was a baby. She was a baby child star. You know, she was in E.T. She was that little girl. I forgot that. Yeah. I knew that, but I forgot that. So I think she just grew up knowing that everybody loved what she did when she was five. When she would talk, it's like you were smiling too much. She doesn't smile when she talks. She just talks with her mouth wide open. But I, I honestly, I, I'm giving her some shit, but I, I do love Drew Barrymore. I, or I, loved, I loved the pair of Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. And this is another person, Adam Sandler, that people either love or hate. Yeah. Like, James is like, God, I fucking hate Adam Sandler. So he doesn't like to watch um, Wedding Singer with me, and he won't watch, what's the other one, where they're in Hawaii? Um, uh, oh, uh, just go with it. No, 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 the first dates one. Like, oh, I don't 50 know. first dates. Is Have you ever seen that? Yeah, he's the main guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have when, you ever oh, seen that? Yeah, I saw it because it doesn't Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It? And she, like, also keeps forgetting. Yeah, because she has a head injury that she just has a short Ugh. memory span. Yeah, that movie freaked me out. It, it would freak me out to wake up pregnant on a boat in the middle of Alaska and not know who I am or where I am. I have to I watch am. a video every morning. Yeah, <laughs> I have to watch a video in the morning. Jesus, can you imagine, like, the day that she wakes up and is giving birth? And she's like, what the fuck is happening? 
insane. Watch the video. Watch the video. Yeah. Watch the video first. Yeah. No, it freaks okay, me out. Anyway, <laughs> so I love that pair together. I think they're charming together because they offset each other's terrible qualities. I just think they're I think they're very cute together. So I do love that. Their flaws complement each other. Their flaws complement each other, yes. I think they're like adorable together. Um so I just love the wedding singer and that like I fell in love with Adam Sandler watching that movie. I was like, ugh, he's so charming. And then I saw some of his other movies and I'm like, oh never mind, I take it back. Um but the stage musical version of The Wedding Singer had its world premiere with a limited run pre-Broadway engagement at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle. Ooh, Ew, Seattle. One of the places cold. I would love to move, but it's way too expensive. And it's also wet and cold. And very wet and cold. Officially opening February 8th, 2006. Were you born yet? You were born by then. We just yeah. talked okay, about great. this. Uh-huh. With previews. <laughs> I'm going to continue this. With previews as of January 31st. The Fifth Avenue engagement ended with a February 19th, 2006 performance. The musical opened on Broadway. Broadway. At Broadway. The, not even off the Broadway, but on the Broadway at the Al Hirschfield Theater on the 27th of April, 2006. So not long after the pre-Broadway run. Mm-hmm. With previews uh starting March 30th, and it closed on December 31st, 2006. So only 284 performances. Oh. Uh-huh. I think that's also another theme for our musicals I know, this right? Month. I was like, oh, huh. you had under a 300. <laughs> yeah. It was directed by John Rando with choreography by Rob Ashford and featured Stephen Lynch as Robbie. So is John Rando, do you think he's a Rando director? I think he's pretty Rando. How many but actually, times I really, do you think he heard that? I probably his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> I very much um, liked his his direction, though. I thought it was great. Um, speaking of last names that sound rando or, like, people make fun of, um, James was like, are you ready to be a Duncan now? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready for the donut jokes. I'm ready for it. Because uh, that's what he grew up with his entire, just his entire donut jokes. life was donut jokes. Because people are not very that's so I creative like Duncan. I was like, yeah, I bypassed Dunkin' Donuts and went straight into like the Dunkin' <laughs> <laughs> the dirty jokes. Of course you Which would. All I did was say Dunkin'. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I was telling Sonia at work. She was like. Well, are you gonna? Are you changing your name? I was like, yeah, I think it would be weird to keep Learner. That's my past married name. I just kept it because you know it was my professional name. So yeah, it would be kind of weird to keep that name when I'm married to someone new. So yeah, I'll probably I'll probably go into Duncan. But I know they're gonna make fun of me. She's like, why would anybody make fun of Shakespeare? And I'm like, I oh. thought that too. I thought that too. I was like, <laughs> oh, thank you for changing our lives. I'm going to point that out. Thank you. But it's also from the Scottish play. Yeah. So it's like that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. It's from it's you know doesn't, you can doesn't say he die. He does. Everybody dies. Doesn't everybody die? No, not everyone dies. Everybody dies. That's I'm pretty sure he dies. That's the play that everybody dies. Unless yeah, he's the Duncan one that definitely kills. Dies. Is he the one that he? No, he dies. He's the king. Yeah, I know. So he, he definitely he dies. dies. Definitely dies. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, so what I want you don't know who Stephen Lynch is because you weren't born in the the early nineties. I was born in the early nineties. Or late 80s. Okay, there I we go. Say. Thank you. <laughs> you weren't growing up the same time I was growing up and aware of TV and comedy. Um, you were like five years behind ish on some of those. Six years. Six years <laughs> behind ish on some of those those more 
So anyway, Stephen Lynch. <laughs> Stephen Lynch is a really funny comedian, and I would highly recommend you. It's probably outdated comedy at this point. I, don't I re- recognize his name. I don't remember some of his jokes, but he's hilarious. And I think I saw him on tour once as, as uh, at. Not Adam Pascal as, as Adam Pascal. <laughs> I think I saw him on tour in Rent. I want to say he's done tours before, but he is the perfect person to hire to portray somebody on stage in an Adam uh, Adam Sandler esque role. He's just got that hyper cocaine kind of energy, <laughs> and he's hilarious. Do you talk what? about how like Comedy Central? Oh. He has appeared in two Comedy Central Presents mm-hmm. specials and start. Okay, sorry. I was like, did Comedy Central produce this show? He was one of the first, like, musician comedy per- peoples. Ah, that would, besides like, Tom Lear. Well, and what's-his-face, who um, is our, our... Oh, my God. I can't think of anything. I'm so tired. Um, yeah, anyway, Stephen, okay. Stephen Lynch is just fucking hilarious. Okay. He's, he's a, a funny musician, and I, I enjoy him. So he was perfect for the role of Adam Sandler. Um, the first national tour had preview performances in 2007 of August at the Curtis M. Phillips Center in Gainesville, Florida, Blech. and <laughs> opened September 4th at the Birmingham Jefferson Co- uh, Convention Complex in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, after playing 31 cities, the tour closed at Harrah's in Atlantic City, New Jersey in 2008. So it only lasted a year. It's can I, okay. Can I point out something about Stephen what? Lynch? I'm what? so sorry. This is just such a fun little fact that, of course, my eyes went to. I'm ready. Lynch and his brother occasionally tour together. Their parents are a former priest and a former nun. <laughs> that makes <laughs> I sense. I feel like that's like... That's funny. Yeah, it just makes me so, it like, tickles. Okay, it tickled me. Okay. That tickles. So that tickles. That was fun. So it wasn't a very long tour. It wasn't a very long tour. And then it went into what? Um, a different touring production of the show opened in 2009 in Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas. 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 At the, the Walton Arts Center. And it continued until March 28th, 2010, ending in New Haven, Connecticut at the Schubert Theater, having traveled throughout the U.S. and Canada. There are also other tours that are international. A 2008 tour in the U.K., 2017 Madrid, South Australia, Japan, uh, Austria. And there's even a Spanish version that was in Mexico in 2015. Mexico. Mexico. The show has become a popular show among community theaters in high school. I just wanted to put that on there because that was the last thing it said on Wikipedia. It was like, it is very popular among community theaters and high schools. I mean, that makes sense. What a burn. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just not something that professional regional theaters want to do. Because it's just, it's so... Camp. Camp. Yeah, it's very camp. It's very silly. Um, I think, really, some of the jokes are a little mature for high school, but whatever. They do Chicago now. So here's our original cast, and I was kind of surprised to hear this. Stephen Lynch as Robbie Hart. Hilarious. Laura Benanti as Julia. (gasps) Laura Benanti! I love her! I know her. Her face is so carved like a Greek goddess. Right. Like, I'm looking at her in this ugly-ass wig as Julia, and I'm like, Laura, you just, you you don't fit into anything but, like, princessy, beautiful things. You're wearing a waitress gown right now, or a waitress outfit right now. It just doesn't work for me. She has the pointiest nose. The pointiest face ever. But anyway, Laura Benanti as Julia Sullivan, or Julia Gulia is what she would be if she had married What's-His-Face. Amy Spanger 
as Holly. So Amy Spanger, sounds familiar? Yes. Yeah. She played Sally in Reefer Madness, the musical, the movie, which is one of my favorites. Um, and she originated the role of Bianca slash Lois Lane in the revival of Kiss Me Kate. She also was um, Jovi in Elf. Yeah, that's right. She was Jovi in Elf. I love her. I think she's, I think she stole the damn show. Honestly, I love Amy Spanger. Um, Matthew Saldivar as Sammy, Kevin Cahoon as George. Okay, here's where we get into some of the um, child star actor people okay. making a comeback on the big Broadway stage. George, or Kevin Cal- Cahoon, who plays George, uh, and George, just for reference, and we're going to get into it later, George is the like very queer um piano playing person that also plays trumpet in the wedding band. Okay. One of Robbie's best friends. But like in the movie, it's played up that George is like very, very effeminate and not quite sure where they are, but leaning into dressing um, more on the effeminate side of things. And so they just didn't play into that because it was the 90s and that's where they were. Yeah. At that (laughs) point. Anyway, but the musical, the musical lets George be a little bit more what George wants to be. Okay. Um, uh, so Kevin Cahoon, this character playing, or this guy playing the George character, was born on July 21st, 1971 in Houston, Texas. Hello. And Cahoon began his performing career at the age of six <laughs> at the world's youngest, as the world's youngest rodeo clown, performing throughout the Texas and Oklahoma rodeo circuits, including many consecutive seasons at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo and the Texas State high school finals rodeo, resulting in a letter of citation from the then Texas Governor Bill Clements. (laughs) Good. Also, uh, Kevin was played Ed in The Lion King. So, I actually know Kevin. Do you know Kevin? I know Kevin, yeah. (laughs) I want to be friends with this person because they're fabulous. Uh, So, Kevin also, um, if for those of you, so child star, but yes, like more recently, he is in um, the Netflix Lemony Snicket, he <gasps> is the like the humpback guy. Oh my I cannot God. think of the character's name. No way. Um, like he's like one of the freaks. And then he also just I think Monarch just happened, like just premiered like a couple days ago from us recording. He's a Monarch, um, and he works a lot he's with. What? He's in the show called Monarch. I think it's on Fox. Okay. So, um, but it is funny because let me find out. Yeah, Fox Fox Monarch. Um, and so hmm. he works a lot with one of our friends. That's how I met him. Ashley Kate? No. Uh, here in Houston. Oh, okay. And that, per- the, the, that company actually did, or they were supposed to do Wedding Singer. I don't know if they ended up doing it because of, um, COVID, but he, I think he helped with Soulmates. Huh. Oh, okay. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. He, I think he would also. <laughs> that's Kevin. <laughs> that's Kevin. Okay. Okay. Hey, Kevin. Um, uh, come on the podcast. You're fucking hilarious. And I think you would actually make a really good Robbie Hart too, if you wanted to do the show again. Um, anyway, I love, I love Kevin as George. I thought that George really came to life and was a great character in the show. Um, Richard H. Blake played Glenn Guglia. Here's another one. Guglia? Guglia. So no, Julia Guglia. Julia Guglia. It's the G is silent in the middle. It's Guglia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So her name I remember from the movie was. You're going to be Julia Guglia. 
<laughs> anyway, so Glenn Goulia made his Broadway debut at age 12, then had another show immediately after and was in it at 14, where he was the youngest Broadway performer to have his name above the title of the show. That show was Prince of Central Park. Oh. It closed after four performances. And Yikes. then he appeared... Four performances. Four performances. He oh. also appeared on Star Search and beat Sutton Foster. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I wrote bitch in my notes. Eh, that's funny. <laughs> um, he also was in Wicked, on tour as Fiero, in Hairspray as Link. Um, he originated Warner on Broadway and oh, Legally so I've Blonde. Seen him. Yeah, you've seen him. He's you've seen him around. So that's Richard H. Blake, who plays Glenn Gulia. Glenn Gulia is uh, Julia's fiance's boyfriend in the beginning, but very, very shortly after the beginning of the show, becomes the fiance. Um, he's an asshole. He plays asshole very well. He's I will asshole say. number one. <clears throat> asshole number one. Yeah, look at this. Look at this. Warner. And well, and Fiero is not well, much of like, an asshole. Well, he starts as an asshole, and then like Link also kind of starts as an asshole. Then, they yeah. all start as he, assholes. He plays asshole very Warner, well. Warner just is one. Yeah, and so is so is Glenn. Glenn's just a dick. Okay. Um, and then Rita Gardner uh, plays Rosie. Rosie's the little old lady in the movie. Okay. And I will say in the movie, it's a woman that uh, Robbie is teaching music to, so that she can perform for her husband. Um, but in the musical, Rosie is is Robbie's grandmother that he lives with in the basement. Okay. So Rita Gardner, that name sounded so familiar. I went and looked her up, um, and she's done a lot of shit, but she had like a whole chunk of time off of Broadway um, where she was raising a family and just didn't go and do anything other than community theater stuff and a couple of little cabarets. Uh, but she origin originated the role of Louisa in The Fantastics in 1960. Huh. Huh. Yeah. So she's she's back on Broadway, or she, at this point, went was back, back on yeah. Broadway and played the grandmother uh, Rosie in the in the wedding singer. So Rita Gardner, I'm sure you've seen her. I'm sure you've heard I'm her. Her, yeah. And then uh, Felicia Finley played Linda. Felicia, uh, so Linda is uh, Robbie's ex fiance. It happens really fast in the show, but Linda okay. Linda's the bitch that he sings about that tears his heart out. And so you might have seen her. She had her Broadway debut in Smokey Joe's Cafe. She was in. She was April in The Life. Uh, she played Amneris in Aida. She, uh, and then Tanya in Mamma Mia. So she plays all these, like, character roles really well. Yeah. And she's a gorgeous singer. Because those are all, like, this kind of, like... <laughs> all the same. Sexy-ish yeah. roles. Yeah. Sexy, hair-blowing kind of thing. And that's literally what her song is. Her her first song is hilarious to so, me. So I'm going to admit something to you. Yeah. I have only have never seen... seen Wedding singer in like bits. Oh my god! Because it, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the film. Add it to the list. I know it's, it's so funny. It's like it was one of those films that was always on yeah. in the house. I feel like that in like that film with Cameron Diaz that I can't think of. Um, that's oh, really fucking long. The one wait, the the one where there's where she's got like the stuff in her hair and it's like sure. It's just, I think it's like... Um, Which one? There's a bunch of Cameron Diaz movies. Okay, it's not Bridget Jones. No. She's not in Bridget Jones. Um, Something about someone? Oh, something about Mary. That's the one. That's the one. Okay, that's a disgusting movie. I've something never, about someone. I've never seen that one all the way through because it's just so gross. I can't sit well, through so it. Well, so it's like that film and then Talladega Nights, which I actually have watched. But I've like, seen, there's just I've, like... Oh, I have seen Talladega Nights. That's where they're like... Um, 
Dear Ricky Bobby. Si- six ounce, or no, what is it? Six pounds, six five ounce Jesus. <laughs> Bless this food. Christmas baby Jesus. Christmas baby Jesus. <laughs> grew up. <laughs> God damn it, I love Like your Jesus and my Jesus. (laughs) That's so stupid. I love that movie. Yeah. Okay, so awards. Here we go. They were nominated for some Tonys in 2006. Some Tonys. Some Tonys. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. I was surprised, but they were nominated for Best Musical. Okay. Okay. Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, Best Performance by a Leading Actor in a Musical, Stephen Lynch, and Best Choreography, Rob Ashford. They did not win anything. No, no. But they were nominated at least. That's that's. I think nice. we found another theme. We among did. Our shows. I think we did. What, what I'm like learning is that if you're not Mamma Mia, maybe weddings aren't the best thing to go around. Yeah. Though the Drowsy Chaperone won a lot of things. Oh God, I love Drowsy Chaperone. Have we covered Drowsy? We have yes, covered we have Drowsy. Covered, yes. Yeah. It was of course an old we one. have. Damn, that's such a good show. Um, okay, and then Drama Desk Awards, they were nominated for a lot of the same things. Outstanding Musical, Outstanding Actor, Stephen Lynch, Outstanding Featured Actress, Amy Spanger, Outstanding Choreography, Rob Ashford, Outstanding Lyrics, Chad McGuinn, Outstanding Music, Matthew Schuyler, Outstanding Set Design, Scott Pask, and Outstanding Costume Design, Gregory Gale. They won nothing. Is it Matthew Schuyler or is it Matthew Sklar? Sklar. Because there's no why. It's, there's no why. You were correct. I put that in there. But I was like, I was like, up I'm, top, I thought there were... Oh, it nope, is Sklar. Sklar. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Just you ed- don't come here for the accuracy. <laughs> I know you just don't. Just active editing. Act- no. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. And then the reception for this show. Okay. Uh, Give it, there's a reception. There's a reception. For a wedding how, singer. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> now, how people felt about the show. So wait, was there a DJ or was there a wedding singer oh God, at the, the reception? Out. Get out. My PSL came out to play. <laughs> <laughs> my half of one. The half, the half of the pumpkin spice latte came out. Ooh, I've only gotten through like. A quarter of my my grande pumpkin cream cold brew, and I'm like, I think I'm done. I think done. you just had the cream. I did just have the Chelsea cream. Chelsea had the cream. Although when I first started sipping on it, there was so much cinnamon powder on top that I I inhaled, you, and I almost choked myself on so cinnamon you did powder. The cinnamon, I did this challenge without wanting to do the cinnamon <laughs> challenge. Yep, because I was just trying to sip on the the whipped cream at first, but you can't get it in there because it's like no, you I'm can't gonna get go. it in there. Anyway, did you dunk sh- it in? Shut up. Get out of here. No, it's Shakespeare last name. Shut up. Anyway, how people felt about the musical. Ben Brantley, in his review for the New York Times, wrote, The show has at least a flutter of a hedonist's pulse. <laughs> I, I love this. I wrote means. the... I put the whole damn review in okay, here. I want to hear the whole hilarious. thing. Okay, so per if, Ben Brantley. Ben and- Brantley, bless you. And its formulaic uh, catering to an established public appetite feels cynical. The cast members exude earnestness and good nature. They are a pers- they are a personable enough lot, which is not the same as saying that they have personality. <laughs> I love this review. I'm here for it. Oh, this is like they are reading for filth right now. Okay, for as so often happens when good or even not so good films turn into stage shows, the first things to be jettisoned are sharp edges and authentically quirky characters. He further noted, it was a wispy plot, Mr. Sklar's pastiche score, and that Rob Ashford's choreography choreography is replete with literal-minded tributes to the 1980s music videos for era-defining songs like Thriller, Material Girl, and Flashdance. 
There's a lot. There was like a thesaurus There's a lot of words. So pastiche. I only know that word because we did a pastiche opera this summer with the summer camp. It's just taking bits of music from other things and putting them. It's like oh. a jukebox. It's like jukebox. So I need I need to steal that word because my our the next musical is pretty pastiche. I think it's pastiche, but not meant to be. Oh, they stole. Uh, like they it stole was very much like Cinderella. Oh, bad Cinderella. <laughs> Uh, but just da, like, da, 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 yeah, so that I don't, we will, we will go over that. Rosemary. It's, yeah. It's really referencing other things. So that's what pastiche opera or pastiche score is. Um, but intentional. It sounds like this was intentional cause they really do the thriller on stage oh, that's funny. and then you hear material girl and then somebody's dressed like a material girl at some point. And then flash dance, they do the thing from flash dance. You'll understand later. Anyway, yeah, they they do steal a bunch of shit. The Variety reviewer wrote that, forced as it is, this is a fizzy confection offering enough easy enjoyment to attract the outer boroughs and the tourist trade. (laughs) (laughs) So the people who just come into the city... And the people yeah. who are coming into the city from, from far the boroughs. away. Yeah. That's so fun. That's like a really clever way of saying that. Like, this musical sucks, but it's okay it's enough like to bring you out of their house. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, they went on to say, the Variety reviewer went on to say, it's also derivative by design to some extent making a virtue of its inherent phoniness via winking acknowledgement where the 1998 film extended with a scene featuring the 80s icon Billy Idol, the stage adaptation corrals not only an idol impersonator, but a fake Tina Turner, Imelda Marcos, Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, and Ronald Reagan. Retro overkill is a distinct risk here, but one mainstream odds are unlikely to mind. Our audiences are unlikely to mind. Huh. Yeah, they just like, they're like, yeah, we're going to go hardcore with this 80s theme here, even though the movie was set in the 90s, or it was, it came out in the 90s and it was set in the 80s. We're going to go really hardcore with some 80s shit. What is the song? If you know hardcore, then you know hardcore. Yeah. It's like from... From Rock of Ages? Yeah. Well, no, it's from um, School of Rock. School of Rock, that's right. If you're not, I like, what does that, how does that song go? The legend of the rock was way hardcore. Yeah. That's the only part I can remember. (laughs) So that's all I, that's really all I have about the wedding singer. Hello. Until next week. Until next week. Mm, Did you miss us? (laughs) I bet you did. But I will say, if I had a live wedding band for a reception that I'm not having, because we're not having a reception, because that shit's expensive. I would totally hire Robbie Hart's band pre-Linda breakup. Oh. Yeah, you'll find out why later. Okay. Although it would be fun to have, like, the wedding that he sings after Linda breaks up with him is fucking hilarious. So I I would also hire that Robbie as well. So yeah, 10 out of 10 would hire the wedding singer if I had money to hire a wedding singer. Oh, yeah. Well, you're you're at the thing, so... You're like you're not really even having a reception, right? Nope, no reception. The reception is is the Renaissance Festival. The so Renaissance everybody Festival, fuck off. and because then like teas of the seas will be going on. Yeah, um, they have shows at two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock, and eight o'clock. Perfect. I asked. Did you? Okay, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I I uh, I ran into her at the burlesque thing on Tuesday. And I was like, we're going to be there. We're going to be there the whole day. And our reception will be the Renaissance Festival. So when are your shows? 
Perfect. Yeah. And there's also the uh, secret pirate auction that happens at the Renaissance Festival. What? There's an auction. In I can't hear you. There's an auction. An Where? An auction at the Renaissance Festival by the pirate ship. Which thing. one? There's a few now. Okay, so there's one main one. I know how to get there. The old one. Like, I know how to get there. I don't know. I got you. Like, I don't know what it is because I've only really actually been, like, twice. Yeah. But, like, whenever I go, I'm like, it's like Disney World. It's like, I know where I'm going. (laughs) You know what I'm really excited about? What are you excited about? It's like most of the people that we've invited now are said, hey, come on out. It's a wedding at the Ren Fest. They're like, oh, my God, I've never been to the Renaissance Festival. And I'm like, what? Now you will. Wear comfortable shoes. Maybe don't wear a corset. No, wear a corset. It's fun. I wore a, I've worn a corset the past few years. It's fine. I usually dress up as Katniss because it's... Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's a lot a lot more comfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, did I tell you... I think I showed you my sister's outfit. Did I show you my sister's yes, outfit? Yes. <laughs> Straight out of Spamalot. Straight out of Spamalot. And I was like, is Amanda going to follow you around with coconuts all day? <gasps> She's like, actually, do you have coconuts? I'm like, yes, I do. I'm going to go make that happen. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how to get a sword on the plane, though. And I'm like, I got you covered. Do you want a fake one or a real one? I was like, I don't have any. I have a, I have a fake sword and I have a real sword. Well, James has a real sword, but... I have the katana that I won from the pirate auction several oh years God. ago. You have a katana? It's not here. It's in storage. But I was going to say, my dad like would a, buy that from you. He wants a katana. It looks like a banana. That's funny. It's a straight up banana. It's a banana. It's a banana. It's my, yellow. My dad bought a full on pirate's costume for this wedding. And my mom is going to be a, like a fancy wench. Aww. Like they are getting into it. And I know James's parents are like not going to dress up and that's okay too. But like. People are asking, they're like, what do we wear? And even the, the bridesmaids are like, what do we wear? And I'm like, you know, I've got a color palette, but we're not really sticking to a color palette. Wear whatever you want. Your photos are going to be fucked. Ah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm there for fun, and I'm there to get married. So what everybody else wears is not my business. I don't you care. You know who's not fucked? Huh? Our patrons. Our patrons. Are you trying to shut me up? Okay, fine. Our patrons are not I'm fucked. thinking about the open house I need to go to, and Olive just, like, got out of her chair and is right next to my microphone. It's 11.42. We've still got some time. No, I need to go set up. You have a full hour before your I have thing to starts. go there and yeah. set up. You said you didn't need to leave till 12. Okay, well, anyway, I'm probably going right, to leave fine. a little early. <sighs> I have an open house. Yes, she it does. Was, it was In the middle previous. of our recording day. Yep. Uh-huh. You have lunch plans. I do now because you have a fucking thing. Sorry, I have to go to my job. <laughs> so this is your job, too. Uh, uh. So our patrons, they, they're not fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, patrons. Thanks, patrons. Thanks for not fucking us. Thanks for not fucking us. I appreciate that. <laughs> if you would like to become a patron, you can join them at patreon.com slash wines and dolls. Zuh. Zuh. With an S, not a, not a Z. Um, we appreciate you and your support and your helping finance Chelsea's wedding. I need to send you a Venmo. Um, Yay. Yay. That's great because uh, I got to pay for shit. But if you would like to uh, support us in other ways, you can go on to wherever you're listening to this podcast and press subscribe or like. I don't know what they're all, all the buttons are nowadays. But if you're on, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please scroll down and press the furthest star to the right and leave us a review. It's been a while. <laughs> Not from the right, please. To the- <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Go to the first star to the right. To the right. Give us a five-star review, please. In. I don't know what's happening. My computer is, like, freaking the fuck out. What um, is going on? Okay, okay, we asked for ghost stories we and did, shit. We did, and then now literally it just, like, lost out. its mind. Cool. Um, okay, like, so pretty much what just got cut out in a really weird fashion was follow us on the social medias at Wines and Dolls. Maybe I'll post that somewhere. Like my speaking computer died. Or like Whoa. didn't die, it fell asleep. Um anyway, so do that. Follow us. And then you can find our face or not <laughs> what am I talking about? Our face. Our web our links at winesanddolls.com. <laughs> our faces at winesanddolls.com. Um and then you can also email us your listener stories at winesanddolls at gmail.com. Yeah. We want them. Please send them. And then I will go ahead and insert the ending we already did because why record it again? Cool. Here. Hey, well, we didn't stop recording. We didn't stop recording. Your so computer's weird. just being an asshole. It like fell asleep for a second, but it was still recording. Like, Y'all are being boring. Okay. Anyways, I think that's a that's a wrap up. Send us your your listener stories. Yeah, uh, we want to hear them all. Ghost stories and whatnot. Yeah. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this has been Bye. and.